Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are celebrating this global day of love in a special celebration of self-love and sovereignty and truly bringing forth the highest levels of our authentic selves. My guest today is here with the Elohim Council and the elders of the cosmos. Aurora Luna Star is here to share with us Soul Evolutionary Remembrance. This is our soul's knowing and the greatest gifts that we have to bring forth on the planet at this most auspicious time. Let's welcome Aurora Luna Star to Quantum Conversations. Aurora, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Loren. I'm in such deep gratitude to be here on such a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, Valentine's Day, on the day of this recording. And that, to me, in this celebration of love, is really a day to bring forth this beautiful self-love in the greatest of ways. And self-love is part of our great ascension path. So as we get started here, Aurora, Share with us your personal awakening of how you came to remember your role with the Elohim Council and your greatness here, how you came to bring forth these gifts that you are. It was definitely a uh, ugly duckling into a swan kind of experience of truly feeling out of place for most of my life. Um, the first 33 years feeling very disconnected from source and from myself and seeking outside of myself, truly being able to acclimatize and to be a chameleon to fit in with others, but 
eventually finding an energy of resentment because I didn't really honor myself, my desires, my needs, or my gifts. And so it took time to really, um, it's very sweet. Uh, Spirit gave me two very powerful gifts. The first was when I was 13, I actually had contact with uh, a ship from the Arcturians and uh, was introduced, for lack of a better way to put it, to, it was a 3D experience. It was literally seeing a ship in front of my face. <laughs> really? Um, Were you yeah. outside? It was, was it at night? It was day? at night. I was, yeah, it was at night. I was outside and there was, uh, I was actually waiting for my mom to come pick me up from somewhere and there was not a soul in sight. Interesting. And... Yeah. How that um, works. The lights. Yeah. <laughs> the lights spun one way, stopped, and spun the other way, and then disappeared. Oh. And I was really excited, um, almost like I'd known it all along, and it was right there in front of me. So that was very uh, exciting to know and to connect in that way, in a in a very 3D way. It wasn't, you know, uh, a very fantastical occurrence. It was just very simple, but very powerful all at the same time. And the next was really being introduced to a pivotal person in my life who ended up introducing me to an entire soul family. Um, in my early 30s, I met one of my closest friends who's a yogi and also a Reiki master teacher and just decided to learn with her and then become a part of a group with many teachers who were psychic mediums and advanced levels of teaching and channeling on many levels. And that family really nurtured me through the Ascension process. It was very loving and very powerful. Well, I'd like to know more about the ship. So were you... (laughs) Was that, that's that's so fascinating and it's so funny. Before the show in our in our pre call connection, it was funny. Uh, we were talking about interesting things in the awakening, and I think that is so fascinating. And so it was a three D experience. So it was a visual sighting. Uh, and was that it then? When you see something like that, that is so. Um, not of the ordinary. It's not a plane. It is definitely a ship. You saw it. That right there validates so much, or it tells you that we are not alone. So I can see how that must have been very profound. It really was extremely profound in so much that... um, Again, feeling like you don't belong somewhere, almost feeling abandoned. In fact, part of my 3D story is that I'm adopted into my family. So there was abandonment feeling on several different levels, as wonderful Mm -hmm. as the family that has raised me is. Um, So it really was a very pivotal moment in knowing. And being a, a kid, I must have been maybe 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a time when you're when you're in that age range, you're also very susceptible to the people that are around you and desiring to fit in with them. And that experience almost allowed me to release some of that energy and really just really almost begin that sovereign understanding. 
Yes. Well, that was a very important time, as you said. That is a very tender age for that need to fit in. And so what a beautiful experience to to make you more sovereign and to release that need to fit in. So there was this inner knowingness within you. So years later, as you were able to look back at your life and reflect on that, you were able to understand your connection then with the Arcturians and the Galactic Federation. Yes. Um, In fact, as I really got deep into my spiritual practice and released a lot of the lower vibrational activities and people from my life, I started having much deeper experiences with my star families. Um, It would be considered dream state, but I could describe what the inside of the ships look like and how they chose to present themselves to me um, so that I could not be fearful of their presentation. Um, One of the first times they connected, they came to me as bunny rabbits. And they came, they first transformed from rabbits into human form and then into their actual form so that I could um, not be fearful of what I was seeing. Was that in the dream state? It was, but again, um, as much as it was in dream state, I I could describe every, um, they actually went from rabbits into children, so their human form was children. Uh-huh. Um, I can I can describe there were four of them. They were each of a different um, background and they were um, two boys and two girls. And they it was all just a very specific, detailed um, experience and the peace and the love. I mean, it's really it's what we're all working our way back towards. It's it's so profound. Wow, that is really interesting. Okay, well, we know that vivid dreams are more than just dreams then, as you've experienced. It really is another reality, another level of consciousness. Absolutely. Well, that's really very, very fascinating. Okay, so... What would you say the mission is now then with you? You are actually doing it to assist in this great awakening, awakening so many people, helping others step on this path of sovereignty, compassion, and love, and actually co-creating a beautiful world. And this involves uh, our DNA, and you actually bring through light language to anchor in these new earth harmonics. Share a little bit about this. It's also, um, the light language is something that has been trying to burst out of me since a child, but I didn't understand it. In fact, when I was very young, I would sing, and I would sing in words that made no sense to anyone, and I would cry. Yes. And I didn't know why. I even remember asking my mom once why such emotion would come through me when I would sing. And she looked back at me with tears in her eyes and she said she didn't know. Um, But Mm -hmm. this language 
just in the past two years has finally chosen or I've chosen to remember and accept Mm -hmm. that this is part of my role in being here in this time and space. And it is such a gift and such an honor to be able to channel through information that goes beyond the mind and having to understand, but simply bring an awareness to, and then literally see a shift moments later from those that I am honored to work with. It is, uh, as far as I can tell, it is quite a miraculous experience to just be a part of all of this and um and it's through friends uh that i met in mount shasta upon moving here that really again i i've been given many gifts on my journey and it has been my soul family who has been very nurturing um, different people in different places where i've lived whether in mexico or new york or mount shasta All of the beings of light in human form that I have connected with have been beautiful space holders as I have moved into and stepped forward with uh, my my own soul memory, which has allowed me to share that with others. Yes. Okay. That's really fascinating. And it really is more of what's going on these days. Here we are in the powerful eclipse energies as well and you were saying even your clients and even the theme this week on quantum conversations is this remembrance of these gifts that we have uh, in past lives even Lemuria and Atlantis and so I find it fascinating that two years ago right that that would have been 2016-15 a few years after the 2012 gateway that you stepped into, well, you really embraced the light language that was a part of you, right? And channeling, when you began to channel, I would say that played a role in opening you up to this gift as a remembrance of your gift. What was that like when you began to channel the council, the Elohim Council. What was that like for you? What year was it? And um, what was that like for you to trust the process that was happening? Well, so the trust is huge and was quite a challenge because they've always been with me. Always. So it was a matter of acknowledging it and um, wrapping my you know, so the ego wants to understand and also to be humble, not to, um, I had a tough time honoring them by sharing that it is they that I am connected to because I did not wish to portray something false or to step forward in a way that was an ego. Um, And so what was shared with me that there was no part in playing small either and that as 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 I am I am simply the vessel for that which wishes to come through me so that is neither neither greater than or less than it just simply is and so with that um, I've been channeling their frequency for all my life and specifically in the capacity of 
conduit for healing for the past five years, but the frequency was always through my vessel and not through my voice or my sound. So in the past year, that has shifted dramatically, and um, I believe part of my mission in packing up my whole life and moving to Mount Shasta simply because she called me here uh, two years ago, that was part of the mountain's gift to me, was that um, simply by honoring the call of choosing to live here for a period of time, the gift was this aspect of of acknowledgement and moving into a deeper aspect of my connection with source. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about following the call of your heart for Mount Shasta. Um, was that a difficult move? You know, often we are given the inner directive and it's not so easy to do that. But again, that trust is key. And once you do it, you do it. Um, did you see this in a vision? Uh, was it just a knowing? Did you hear the call of Mount Shasta? I heard the call, but it was my voice. So I woke up at 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning in the June before the January I moved, and it said, you're going to Mount Shasta. And I said, what am I doing there? <laughs> well, you're going to do a healing retreat, but who? Well, okay, so how am I going to facilitate this? And I got all of the instructions, and I said, okay, but am I doing a healing retreat, or am I moving there? Because the last directive I got of this nature was moving to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that move to Mexico was my greatest, one of my greatest hurdles in my spiritual connection because I was moving to a country where I knew very few people and did not speak the language fluently and um, thought I was going to have a job opportunity. And when I arrived, that job opportunity was rescinded. And so there was a lot of living in faith. Um, I went down with eight suitcases. I was told I could only come back with four. So suddenly um, it was about letting go of possessions and and things that didn't serve my path. Um, Shasta was much easier. Everything I owned fit in my car. <laughs> and um, it was exciting to come here. And, you know, at least I knew I spoke the language. And the climate is similar to New York, and the community is very beautiful. And I went on Facebook, and I friended 250 people my first week here and eventually got to meet people one by one. So the move here was really exciting. The the initiatory process of my first year of living here did have ups and downs, but I would say Mexico is a much greater challenge to leave my family and friends and everything I knew because at that point, I'd been working in corporate America and had quit my job that financed my spiritual knowledge and and classes and experiences. And so when I moved to Mexico, I was really taking a huge leap of faith. Uh, Shasta felt like a leap of faith as well, but not nearly as uh, pivotal or scary. <laughs> Mhm, and it doesn't need a passport either. Exactly. <laughs> There's something about that, that just that little difference there. That's just a little bit more out there on the edge, you know. 
So, okay, what a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. We always just love to hear how we follow the call of our hearts and really listen and, and, and follow those inner directives. And when we do, it opens up for us as it does for you. And I'm so glad that you now bring the energy through sound, through your voice, and the harmonics that you bring through, the codes that you bring through in the light language. So let's talk a little bit about attracting love, experiencing love and ascension. Again, today is a day of love when love is celebrated. Personally, I think every day should be New Earth Day, Earth Day, Self-Love Day, Christmas, whatever we want to call it. And we're being supported now with some incredible energies that allow us to do this. Yet at times in the 3D world, we still see a lot of chaos. And so a question even comes in from our audience. How can we maintain equanimity? How can we stay in this high vibration as others are um, grieving around us and there's tragedies and earth changes and things like that. It really is our role to be in a higher vibration because that will affect others. But I'd just like to hear your take on really how we can do this on a whole new level. Absolutely, Loren. First of all, I totally agree that every day is New Earth Day and Love Day and Self-Love Day. And equanimity is such a beautiful um, word and description for what it is we are being asked to hold. And it can be challenging. I can tell you that the amount of time I spend doing social media, I navigate it very carefully. I hide a lot of people's posts or people who choose to promote fear, even though that may not be exactly what their intention is. I'm in awareness that there is abuse of all kinds and that there is chaos of all kinds. But one of my favorite teachers and good friends, Sandra Walter, will talk about the fact that the way that we change this hologram is by holding that higher field. And the way that we hold that higher field is through our spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. The class that I'm offering is really a basic, and it's funny because some people who have taken it who gave me feedback said, wow, that isn't what I expected, but I'm really grateful for it. And and I I take the class too, (laughs) P.S. So I go back and do my own class because our foundation needs to be very, very solid. If we are not in gratitude, if we are not choosing self-love, if we are not holding the vibration of connecting with source every single day, if I'm not doing those things, there is no difference between myself and my clients. I can get whipped around in the storm just like everyone else because it's going to get increasingly and increasingly. I mean, we are seeing the tip of what feels like the iceberg of of shifting, right? Mm-hmm. But I am the creator of my hologram. I am source and source is within me. I am not source to the point where I'm jumping off my rooftop and saying I can fly, but I am the source that 
creates my vibration every day, that creates the reflection of what I see around me. And the stronger that I can be in my faith and fierce in my heart and love for myself so much that it overflows with compassion and love for others. When I can hold that, then everything going on around me just allows me to know that there is divine order that is shifting. And while the movie does not look pretty, we're at the point where we're shifting our collective tipping point, right? So we already know that we are a collective consciousness, and part of being that collective is making a choice. And every day... It is to choose the highest vibration that we can by doing the acts of service, by being in gratitude for literally everything. When I open my eyes in the morning, I am grateful for my sight every single day. And all of these things create a sacredness to our life. Even when I'm washing the dishes, I'm grateful I have dishes to wash and I'm grateful for the food in my fridge When we start to make spirituality every aspect of our life, it really shifts the hologram into what we see. And the more of us that do this, it doesn't mean I don't slip back and I don't have a bad day. It does not mean I don't have low vibrational feelings that come up to be processed. I absolutely do. And all of my friends and family can attest to that on my behalf. (laughs) It's not about being superhuman just yet, but... Every day the effort that we put in to holding the vibration of love as much as we can, we'll see more and more support come in to assist us and be that lighthouse so that others can make that choice for themselves as well. Yes. Okay, and so when tragedy occurs, as uh, apparently there was a tragedy today, We send love. It's not like we're copping out, but it really is the importance of what you just said there. That really is our role. And uh, I just want to speak to that and not, uh, and, and for those who feel the collective, the grieving, it really is key to really feel that love within ourselves. So the listener who sent that question in, I hope that helps you understand. And everyone listening to this program and programs like it, it really is how we anchor in new earth by us being responsible in this way for steering our consciousness and for really reaching for love and holding the vision of new earth. Okay. Well, I would love now to have the Elohim Council. They're already with us. They're already present. I'm sure some can feel that. And you also bring forth a collective known as the Elders of the Cosmos. For those who are not familiar with the Elohim Council, can you share more on the Elohim and also how you came to recognize the elders of the cosmos. I would simply say um, describing either group is somewhat challenging for me only because words um, 
kind of get in the way of who they are. And I don't mean to um, bypass the question by any stretch. The Elohim of Peace are a collective of co-creative beings. They are a group of uh, many collective soul groups in one that are part of the co-creators of this planet mm-hmm. and the universe. Um, but it's not about, um, so many of us are part of this collective. That's why we're here. Because we are such powerful, creative, and creator source beings that we are on the front lines to be here for this ascension. And thank you for saying, by the way, it is definitely not to belittle the feeling of any kind of tragedy by any stretch. Mm -hmm. It is about simply anchoring in as much love and light as we can and feeling, you know, so I know that part of what I've been processing this week with the eclipse and with so much Atlantis and interestingly enough, the Lemurian, you know, call Mm -hmm. yesterday, it it has been a a large grieving process uh, as we discussed before the call, how it's that separation from our will and divine will, where it was one for for many, many millennia. And and at that point of the fall of Atlantis and Lemuria, it became so separate that I feel that's what a lot of us are experiencing in terms of grief. And I feel that that's even part of what these tragedies that we're seeing outside in the world, collective unfolding, are in relation to, because I feel that these... um, misdirections or um, distortions of our reality have a connection between what's happening now and what happened at that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. It's very interesting. And I just love how these memories, I mean, it's all part of us. Your story, your experience is similar to others who may not yet be aware of it. So as you share that and as you stand boldly in what you know and you share it with others, that really is powerful. And it gives all of us permission in a way to really stand in our own truth and to speak our own truth and to no longer be afraid to speak our truth and to honor our gifts. So It's beautiful to watch it unfold, although it may not be so easy. Okay. Well, I want to provide you the space to bring through a channeling with the Elohim Council. And these activations are actually helping us to remember this beautiful part of us. So with that, I want to just give you the platform here. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask everyone to please just allow yourself the space to close your eyes and allow yourself to take some gentle breaths. And to see in your mind's eye that as you breathe, you're actually breathing in light. It can be white light or diamond platinum light, golden light. With the intention in this moment of calling all of your energy 
back into your field. Oftentimes, we leave parts of ourselves with people, places, and circumstances. In this now moment, calling all that which is you back to you. And at the same time, sending back all energy that is not yours with love and light. Continuing to breathe more and more of this light into your body. and allowing it to anchor into Mother Earth. And seeing this light come up from Mother Earth back into the heart center So that as you breathe in, both as above, so below, meet at the heart. And on the exhale, feeling the heart chakra expand all around you. Turmanae kamaratur, sharmundarakare. Tanain chuna om parakain takain. Taranakain acha um. Parakainun chanononuata. Albrinda akanim. Puralashmanati. Torano alanim. Shuhamanin toranim. Chumakaetaa. Wayainata o parananta o.
sovereign self with the oneness of all that is unlimited potential co-creator source beingness You are precious. You are a miracle. You are beautiful. And you are so special. You are precious. You are a miracle. You are beautiful and you are so special. You are precious. You are a miracle. You are so beautiful and you are so special. Paramanti Antakena Namritaka Namanisona Karasusana In this now moment, seeing in your mind's eye a pink light beginning at the crown and weaving a cocoon of unconditional love, courage, ease, and grace all the way down to the bottoms of your feet. And when you feel this process is complete, you may open your eyes and come back to the space. Beautiful. A beautiful process. Holding this within ourselves, gently feeling this lightness, this beautiful space, this beautiful vibration, we feel activated. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very precious to experience that. Very, very precious. So now I'd like to invite our listeners to share their experience. You can chat that in over the Q&A box. You can ask a question to Aurora. And if you're on the call or web call, web call, you can raise your hand. Or if you're on the call, star two will allow you to raise your hand so we can unmute you for a question. So as we await for a reply to come in, let's move our discussion on to uh, relationships. This is a love day, and we've talked about this recently, um, sacred sexual energy. We don't have to go there in this topic, but I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about <laughs> I mean, we can if you have something to share, but I think the, the more importance is to talk about higher consciousness in all aspects of our lives, definitely relationships. And this just this is not just a relationship with another person in a sexual way, but relationships with all that are in our life. And this comes up a lot in our conversations. And we did we did talk a little bit about this too when we're in uh, vibrations, even if other family members may challenge that higher vibration, when we are able to really focus this energy field, this this force that we're maintaining, this field that we're maintaining, this vibration that we're maintaining, and come at all situations from a higher consciousness, we absolutely change timelines, shift timelines, anchor in new earth timelines. So talk a little bit about this aspect of our relationships from a higher perspective. A lot of my clients are coming to me looking for a partner and wondering why this person has not stepped forward into their life. Mm-hmm. And or they'll ask about a current relationship when they already know the answer. Um, one of my favorite expressions of my my mom growing up was that if you have to ask, you already know the answer. But what it is is that um, we're afraid pro- in programming from you know all of the unlimited sources that surround us at this time that if we don't have a Disney relationship or a relationship that it looks like in the movies, that there's something inherently wrong. And ultimately, the inherent wrongness is really giving up who we are to be with someone or giving up the core values of what is important to us. Um, People who are seeking a partner are often really seeking love outside of themselves and not Mm -hmm. truly working on that love and self-love within. And I can say that I have fallen into that trap in many different situations, even on my spiritual path, because that programming has been so deep. Mm -hmm. And so it really does start and begin with owning that we are sovereign and that we are awesome 
period, regardless of the opinions of anyone and not from a place of arrogance and not from a place of uh, low vibrational energy, but quite the opposite, just knowing that we simply kick butt because we showed up here <laughs> and and we're amazing, right? Look at all yeah. of the life that we have, that we're surrounded by that is trying to bring us in the opposite direction, but we're doing it. We're here and we're awesome. You know, the lion energy is very powerful. And in fact, what's so interesting about this eclipse is it's on a new moon where the nodes are also in the same position. So the nodes of the moon are in Leo and Aquarius, Aquarius being the past and Leo being the future. So this solar eclipse happening in the sign of Aquarius, and we just had our Leo full moon, and now we have this new moon in Aquarius, we're having all this astrology help us out. You know, astrology can be a very powerful map. We're quantum, right? So we can do anything and we're beyond our astrology. But it's a beautiful map to show us where the pitfalls are or where our strengths are. And as we look to Leo, which is where the the moon's nodes are for this eclipse, it's the future and it's in fire and it's in who I think I am. So one of my clients gives me my favorite analogy. So I shared with him that cats have people, right? Cats are are not owned by anyone. They teach us self-love. They are... uh, They sleep a lot, they eat when they feel like it, and they, you know, humans must honor them because they remember being in Egypt. Well, a dog is quite the opposite. A dog is God spelled backwards and teaches us this unconditional love. And we can program a dog. We can teach a dog to fetch, to beg, to lay down. And so it's truly that we do come in as cat energy, but that we get programmed by society to be the dog and to obey everything that's around us. And so it's about overriding that programming and really stepping back into the energy of the cat, again, not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of knowing who we are. Even in the animal kingdom, everyone knows who the lion is and not because the lion has to announce it. It simply walks out in the pride and it carries an energy of courage and confidence. Mm. This is innate within us because it is who we are and so again it's coming back to the memory and when you so i also share when my clients are out doing something they love dancing art bicycling whatever makes your like passion on fire and makes you smile you will absolutely attract a partner from that space Because you're going to be lit up like a Christmas tree in all of your glory of being happy and joyful and confident because you're doing something you love. So when we come into that sovereign space of really honoring who we are and being the cat energy of taking care of ourselves at the highest level, we can bring anyone into our field. And then it's about choosing to hold space while they kind of figure it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because when you are that flame, you'll attract everything. Light is attracted to light and dark is attracted to light. And so the old lessons of the past will also come up to be seen 
are you going to choose that because you're afraid you're not going to find what you're really looking for? Or mm-hmm. can you stand in the center and core of who you are, own it, love it, and accept nothing less with love, with compassion, with grace? Again, it's not about this harsh energy, but it is about a confidence and a courageousness and mm-hmm. commanding your own field. Yes. That is beautiful, commanding the field. And we've known that. We we know that when we are in that space, we're following our joy and we are being ourselves, then the person arrives because it's a yeah. it's a vibrational match to us. And then again, the importance of watching and standing our ground of the right match, what we want, right? Um, and say, possibly saying no to any of that old that might come up. Okay, I get that. It really is yeah. um, this, it's, it's such a self-love vibration that nothing else can beat that. Can you offer some suggestions or maybe a practice for those who don't really understand how they can bring forth the self-love, the ultimate self-love that is a beautiful gateway into other realms and energies. I mean, it is the center. It is the heart. What uh, what can we what can you offer for for those who have trouble? There is a core wound, and you did mention you know your core wound. One of them was abandonment, uh, even being adopted in this life, and so that's really where self love comes in to take over or override. Absolutely. And in fact, not just abandonment, but worthiness as well, right? Because why was I abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. Was I not worthy of receiving the love? Why, Mm -hmm. you know, why was I left behind or whatever these emotions are that I feel we all process in different ways from different life experiences? I have been in a fake it till you make it program with myself and I'm grateful that I make it more and more each day, but I will be very transparent and vulnerable by sharing it is still a daily practice because I feel that as long as I'm in skin and and traveling in this earth suit, this is something for me to continue to um, transmute and love into the light. Mm-hmm. I am in a constant practice of telling myself how much I love myself. There is the Ho'oponopono prayer, which I feel helps to a point, but I feel that even that becomes almost, uh, I don't want to say old paradigm because I don't believe that truth either, but it's older energy, but it is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and it may not be necessarily in that order, but it's it's speaking to the inner child and saying, wow, I'm sorry, Please forgive me for all of these things. And you don't even have to know what they were. But I remember the first time I said the Ho'oponopono prayer, I was in tears. Mm-hmm. And then the practice became, I, I, I asked Source, because I was uh, another 
fabulous teacher that I've worked with that I love to pieces is Jared Hewitt, and he has an expression that he revealed through one of his books. So I said, okay, well, I can't use that for sharing with other people, so what's mine? And it is that I love every facet of who I am. I am whole, and I am one with all that is. And when I say that I love every facet, it means the parts of my diamond that sparkle because I've already been through it and the parts of me that are still coal that are still going through the pressure cooker to become that shiny facet of the diamond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I literally speak it out loud every yes. single day. I make time for giving myself pedicures and I feed myself organic food and I sing and I follow my passions and I write in my journal every day and I bring into my life a lot of joy and I'm surrounded by people that mirror that, which is so amazing to have a community filled with people who are constantly choosing, right? It's always a choice, choosing to honor what it means to love myself, that I am worth, I am worth it. I'm worth that crystal that I desire. I am worth taking time to get a massage. I am worth, I am worth, I am worth. I'm writing an article for Esoteric Magazine right now, and one of my uh, recent clients shared with me that they, you know, had plan A, plan B, and plan C. And plan A was never even an option, And plan B was something to strive for, but they would settle for plan C. And when that person shared that with me, I was, I was floored because that's such an unbelievable worthiness thing. Like I have, it shows me, I guess, how far I've come because plan C for me is not even an option. My eyes are on plan A or better. Yeah, because I recognize that source can see so much more than I can. So when I'm manifesting and seeing my life unfold and all of the gifts that are really starting to flood in from so many different directions, I know that I'm worthy of receiving. But I'll still wake up with some doubt, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? I'll still wake up in the morning and say, man, you know, can I really do this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I really do this? Am I capable? Am I enough? Am I enough? And then the words I am and I can come back into my mind. And I love every facet of who I am, even the parts of me that are afraid and that doubt. Because those parts also can keep me humble. And I don't mind being humble. But I know that I can do anything because Source shows me every single day. The Source that is me and the Source that is you know, that is, I am surrounded by. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. We really have to hold on to that and to understand that on a deep, deep level. And even in the energy so far this year, I know that January was huge, a huge influx of information, ideas, newness for so many people. And personally, what I found as well is, the ideas came in and the ego, I was shown how the ego, you know, you'd think that the ego would 
come up and stand up to be boisterous. And so it's like, oh, no, I don't have that ego. But I recognized an aspect of my ego that was actually sabotaging. And it was this, you're not worthy. It's not worthy. You're not worthy. You can't do that, right? And so I thought that was very interesting. Oftentimes we think that, you know, the ego is there. Keep the ego in check. Spiritual ego we hear about as well. But there's an aspect of the ego that actually diminishes our value. So that's really important that we own that we are awesome and that we be courageous and confident and to really anchor that energy in as that will override the ego. What are your thoughts about the ego then? Exactly that. So, again, we can never be more than, but we can never be less than. And absolutely, this the ego will try to keep us small. It's the flip side of the same coin. Mm-hmm. We have a fight or flight as a child. So the fight or flight is either we fight and we make our egos so big that we become arrogant to hide our insecurities, or the flip side of that same coin is that we allow that to be defeated within us and we play life in a very small way. And neither serve. So it is truly about when we talk about the sovereign nature of whom we are, and Loren, I know that you know this for all of the the work that you have done and, and the amazing people that you have on this show, the only way to keep going is to come back to that sovereign space, even though, yes, I would say I would definitely agree that January held a lot of those energies, even again, this eclipse energy. We're closing a time from August of last year Mm-hmm. to tomorrow and it's been uh, I feel like the past two weeks have even been like <laughs> like super squeezy for lack of a better squeezy. way to put it you know <laughs> that's a good way yeah <laughs> super squeezy squeezing it yeah, out like <laughs> yes really getting to oh you think you're done with that let's let's see what else is under there and it is that um, we are not here to play small. No way. Anyone who's listening to this call is a healer. If that means that you came into this life and you chose to be a mother and nothing more, that makes you no less a healer than me who chooses to work with people the way I do. We are all here to bring in ascension, the next level, the next quantum leap for all of humanity. And that starts with us. You know, I feel the The one mistake that often is made in the spiritual journey is wanting to fix the world and fix the people around us. Yes. And that's the naive aspect of, of, you know, coming in as the fool, you know, the, the first card in the tarot deck. But, you know, as you travel the journey, you begin to recognize that we, as we are a collective, when we simply become the best versions of ourselves, that is how we heal the world and how we help everyone because we just become that example and we give people permission to shine their light as brightly, as brilliantly, and as magnificently as possible. Because that is who we are. We are this magnificent, unbelievable light. When the star beings and all of these amazing teams of light that all of us have and we're all connected to, when they see us, they don't see our flesh. They see our light. They see us almost, we look like the universe to them. We look like stars and bright lights that we're all connected to. And it's a shame that that we have to work so hard to see each other in that way, or ourselves, really, for that matter. 
Mm-hmm. But that is the path we chose. We chose to remember. We chose to come in to find our way back to that so that we really can collectively shift. And it's, you know, a gift and it's truly amazing. Yes, and I hope your words are comforting for Marie, who is in our listening audience, sharing heartfelt feelings of desperation and not feeling the love inside, right? I know that we do choose situations. We indeed choose the families we come into. I call it the chronicles of love, the lessons (laughs) of love. My own chronicles of love were quite dramatic. And even my cousin who can't understand, he still doesn't, he's not aware that we choose the family we come into. He's still remembering to heal his relationships in his family, feeling very betrayed by them. And so I want to go back to Marie's situation, because if we can remember that this is all a lesson to return to love, that's the game. And so Marie, she shares that she's feeling desperate and not able to feel love inside, not feeling love in a long time, not even understanding what love is. And so you were saying earlier that we take, we try to, you know, fit the program of what others in society may want us to be and show up as. And she says, I do my best to be a good person and somehow attract people who use me and, quote, crap all over me. And she says, yes, I created this, but how do I turn this around for myself? I feel hollow and empty inside. And it's a challenge to even trust that God loves me. I've been told so much that I'm bad and not worthy. So please help. She's feeling desperate. And to top it off, a sibling has just passed. And being with family is bringing up lots of pain. So that's a big one. But it starts with remembering this lesson of love. So help Marie here see this in a higher perspective, Aurora. Absolutely. First, uh, transmission, Maria, is coming through just for you, though I feel like there are others on this call that will connect with the energy of this. It won't make sense, so just allow yourself to feel it rather than try to understand it. Shumane kura en taka at arabikanata ekasata ur Manake tarakin chumpaka aratenanaka et chumanaka inarata tenka 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 arabin chunka maka eta o paranin chuma o paratum kara enaka ota e. You are a light beyond a light beyond a light that has nothing to do with any of the people around you. But you have forgotten this light, and that is okay. It's not the energy that is very aggressive that just came through wants you to remember who you are. And when we attract people who don't do kind things, it's because of how we feel about us. I also viewed myself as a doormat for the first 30 years of my life because I chose to be there for so many people and and often didn't feel like I received it in response or it was not reciprocated, but it's because I put everybody's needs before mine, and I never said no. 
and I became very resentful, very sad, and also very hollow inside. This energy that comes forth on your behalf is a very powerful Maya connection to actually this star Sirius. And it's, it's part of your soul family, part of your team. And it's remembering, and this is the hardest, especially in losing a sibling. Our family is not here to validate us. I love the chronicles of the family. It's exactly that. Our family is part of our, most of us, I'd say 95% of us on the path to overcome and just be in forgiveness and love them from wherever they're able to find their light. Because you're here to to really show them how you shine. And whether or not they see it won't ever matter. But your purpose in being here is so important because you are so important. Part of why they bring through this message of love on Valentine's Day that you are precious, you are a miracle, you are beautiful, you are special is because it is so important for you to know and hear this. And it's so important for you to give these descriptions to you. If we don't love ourselves, then it's very hard for us to ask other people to do that as well. Because everything is vibration and it's always going to match what we're choosing. And again, when we're feeling a lot of pain, it can be very challenging. Oftentimes, when I want to love myself and can't find my way there, I start with gratitude for simple things. When I'm able to have gratitude for the roof over my head, for the beautiful blue sky, or for whatever I feel gratitude for, whatever is on your list of things that you feel grateful for, I can start to feel love bloom in my heart. Once I can make the love bloom in my heart and change my thoughts, when I change my thoughts from the negative thinking to the positive thinking, focusing on things that I'm grateful for, I can then start to look in the mirror and tell myself that I love myself. And I find this to be very powerful. I'll also write a list of all the things I am. Everyone in our life wants to make us very small, and it's not on purpose. Well, maybe from a geopolitical nonsense it is but from our everyday life it's we're all we're all trying to undo what everybody's taught us right so if you're a woman you can be a mom a sister an employee uh whatever a lover a friend all of these different labels but you are so much more than this very human experience that you're having but in order to make the ordinary extraordinary It requires dedication and commitment to a spiritual practice. I was in your shoes almost exactly. And so it just takes dedication. And really, I I am a constant gardener of the thoughts in my mind. And I also attracted these people who would use me until I stopped allowing it to happen. I started to say, no, thank you. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to assist you and walk away from the people who are bringing me down. It was a very challenging thing to do, but I started to love myself more than those people. It feels very good to be needed, and this is an addiction that we have in our emotional field because we think when someone needs us that we are special. But truly, it's not the way we're meant to be connected to one another. 
when I assist my clients, I can't take in their problems into my field wholly and completely. Otherwise, I get dragged into that energy and then who can I help? I have to first fill my own cup. And then when that cup is overflowing, I can assist other people, which is why my spiritual practice has to be so fierce and so constant so that I can be there to hold space for others. Because if I'm only talking my walk, then soon I won't have any clients. I have to walk my talk. I have to be that which I'm presenting. And it takes commitment. You are a healer, Maria. But the first person on the list of healing is you. When you see yourself as precious, when you see yourself as the miracle, because everything everyone's told you up until this point is not your truth and that's why it hurts so much because it's not resonating with you. And I want you to know that I feel you. I see you. And I know how special you are. Beautiful. Marie, we hope that helps. And I can feel the tears as well. And there are others that this helps. Again, it is a great journey. And you know, in our world, we need it to get spiritual. It must get spiritual. It is the call of the hour to get spiritual. And many people are waking up to this right now. Solutions come from this spiritual connection that has been missing for so long. And so all who are listening to this show are the leaders, New Earth leaders, being the way showers. But again, as Aurora says, we must heal ourselves first. And this is why we always talk of self-love, how we are the ones to love ourselves like no one else can. So thank you, Marie. I hope that really does help you, girlfriend. You are a goddess, as is everyone. All right, we're going to go to our phone lines. We have time for one or two calls this evening. Uh, so let's go to Gloria in Leominster, Massachusetts. Hi, Gloria. Hi. Hi. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was great, the response to the last person, to Maria. Um, Marie. Because um, I just lost a sibling also. <laughs> And um, oh, wow. I'm going to the funeral tomorrow, and it's really like, oh, it feels huge to be with my family. Yeah. Just weird. I just, like, today just felt like a weird day. It's like, where am I? Where am I? I, I don't even know what, I don't know. What do you do, Gloria, to allow yourself to connect with God, with Source, with Universe? Well, sometimes I walk. I do my morning decrees or prayers, and I, I feel like I'm I talking to God all the time. Or some, I don't. I, yeah, you know. That's beautiful. I don't know, the last couple of weeks, I guess it was just, I don't, I, I don't know. 
I guess I didn't yeah. realize how how much it would hurt to lose a sister. That I mean, I guess like you said, the lessons were there, you know, because it was an abusive family. And but I think I think I forgave her. I keep asking, okay, God, help me to forgive her and forgive myself for the lies that I believed, you know, not being worthy, like you said earlier. So I don't know, I just feel, I feel weird. I I, I can't even explain it. I just, it's been a long time since I felt like weird. <laughs> you know, like, weird like, in wow. what way? I don't know. Like, why am mm-hmm. I here? Okay. Well, you know that you hold space for a lot of people, Gloria. A lot of people, um, especially in your circle of uh, your community or your friends, they love you and adore you and they rely on you. You are a great listener and in, in that you're a great healer. Okay, and, and I guess Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, sorry. Go, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Please. I, I guess, you know, when you said, um, what did you say? You said, like, that you felt like you gave a lot, but it wasn't, re- like, when, I feel like when I need something, I got to pay somebody. I got to go to a coach or to a counselor or whatever. You know, it's like I, I haven't yet found, like, well, I had a trusted friend, but she passed away. Uh, so I, I guess yeah, it's I think it, I guess today maybe the, the weird feeling is feeling alone. Even though I know on a spiritual level I'm not, but boy, walking around in the world today was kind of like weird. I mean, I forgot it was Valentine's Day, you know. Mm. So some, you know, it was like even my husband forgot. I mean, there's so much going on. At one point, I called him. I said, "Did you know today was Valentine's Day?" He goes, "It is." I was like, "Yeah." You know, um, I guess because you know I, we were, I was wrapped up, you know, with supporting my sister and and you know making sure that I did things to heal my own heart, you know, with that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, because do you feel a connection to Archangel Raphael? No, not so much. I mean, I call on him, but more Archangel Michael. But I can. I'm, I can work on that. Michael's there, too. Yeah, I was going to say, Michael's there. It's funny. You've got them both, but Raphael is the one really stepping forward on your behalf. He's um, bringing through a a beautiful green light for for your heart. And so all you have to do is um, allow it and or um, call, call upon him as well, right? Because the realms of love and light need our permission to work with us. They always yeah. surround us. But Raphael specifically is stepping forward on your behalf. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. You're welcome, Gloria. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine, for for choosing me. Yeah. I, guess it's to, I guess what I realized today when I was by myself is um, like, yeah, like I have been the holding space for 
people, you know, and sometimes I feel like I need a holding space, you know. For you. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like, I think that's what came up this morning. It was like, whoa, you know, it's, and my husband's very good, but I think, you know, I guess being a woman, it's like, yeah, it would be nice to have a, a woman friend, uh, and I lost her years ago, you know. And, and you know what's weird? Uh, not weird, but <laughs> my husband works at a ski lift, right? And yesterday morning he called me and he says, I found this ticket. And he said, it said Sincata. And I went, what? What are you talking about? He says, yeah. He says, I kept saying, wow, that name, that name, that name sounds familiar. And I go, what are you doing with that ticket? He goes, I found it. And, you know, that's the last name of my best friend that passed away. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know. Wow. So, so I, I know she's there, you know. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just need a human, human female. So, Loren, thank you for your shows. I, I listen to them as much as I can because it's so healing and so powerful. So, the, it's so real and so vulnerable. <laughs> so thank you. Wow, thank you, and Gloria. I will. And I'll call on Archangel Raphael too. Yeah. Let, let him in. Let him in. And feel the presence of your beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. precious. She is there with you. That is a sign from her. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Okay. You can send send healing light tomorrow at ten o'clock is the mass. So. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. You're anchoring that. You're already bringing more love in for that beautiful ceremony tomorrow, and you okay. can anchor it in, and and you will be met by higher realms. It's more than just the people in the physical. There's a lot yeah. more going on. Enjoy. Okay. All right, Gloria. Okay. Our Thank best you. to you. Thank you. Yes, Thank you, Gloria. Thank you both. Thank oh. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I just, sometimes I just feel like crying right along with everyone. And I know there's others yeah. who are joining in tears at that moment. But we're really helping to clear all of it. And again, this is just self-love. Valentine's Day, you know, there's a part of me that says it's a corporate <laughs> creation. Yeah. Hallmark. <laughs> And that's why it's like every day, and not just love, but self-love, really. Okay, well, we have time for one more call, but before we get there, I want to have you share a little bit about your course. It's called Soul Evolutionary Remembering, Activations for the Golden Age, and it's the foundations of spirituality. It's really those lessons that we begin to work on to carve ourselves out of the negative energies and into a very powerful place where we can bring in self-love and support ourselves in this way. So you've got seven modules there. Uh, You can go over those quickly uh, so we can learn more about what's in that program. Sure. It's essentially a back to basics, um, working with each one of the chakras and the emotional energies around them and then activations or med- meditation activations that go along with a talk. 
So I sit in front of the camera and I share about, um, you know, expanding your field, moving into your power, your inner child, moving into your heart space, and then share an activation of a download that came with each one of the modules. And the purpose is really, and homework as well. So I ask you to do certain things along with the classes so that you start to really rewire the brain. We have been severely programmed to be negative, to, you know, uh, to think in ways of fear. And we carry that through our ancestry, through our past lives. There's so much silliness with all of it. But the beauty of it is that we're here to really transmute and transcend all of it in this life. And so these are just the building blocks. And even though I say just the building blocks, the building blocks are really so important because without our foundation of a spiritual practice, then we end up spinning right around in that storm all over again rather than standing in the center of it and not allowing what happens around us to break us down. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, the classes really, and then uh, supplemented with the classes, the potential to work with me as well, which I feel really allows um, me to get to know who's who I'm working with and then kind of uh, add the next level or the next layer, because most of the clients that I work with also have my class. I work with them on a continual basis. I'd say about once a month for maybe at most around six months to get them to the next level of their connection because beyond that, it's an empowerment process for them to really take off. And I've watched many of my clients who commit to the process of the class and then the homework in between sessions have done complete 180s with their lives. It's it's really... Uh, humbling and amazing to watch people take control or really command their lives. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful. Yes, really empowering. And we are the ones to do it. So thank you for that. So your special offer is available on this webpage. Two options there for your course and for your course and a personal set session, which of course includes uh, light language and more activations and integrations. Do you record that personal session? Yes. If, if it's Perfect. done on Zoom... Okay. Only if it's done on Zoom, it could be recorded. So okay. as long as you have Zoom, that can be recorded for sure. Yeah, that's beautiful because we can always go back. I find it so interesting when we go back to those sessions. It almost, it's like it spirals us up the, to the next evolution in the spiral because we're ready for something that was said. Maybe earlier we were not ready for it. So that's really handy. Okay, well, thank you for that. Let's go to a caller. This one is uh, New York City, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that I was going to be next because, oh, I, you know, I'm relating to everything that that is being said. Um, you know, my family dynamic is changing, and... You know, the last two women were talking about their sisters, and I went, oh, man. You know, um, I was supposed to go see my sister, and she, you know, 
throughout my life, she was kind of the bully. And she started doing that again, and I thought, you know what, I'm too old for this. And I didn't go. I was supposed to go there for Christmas. And I've never canceled on the last minute like that. Mm. But, you know, um, a lot's been said about, you know, if if we're not really being embraced for who we are, then it's hard to be with those people, no matter who they are. I agree. Um, I also, in the beginning, opted out of a lot of functions until I found myself in a stronger spiritual place where I didn't have to judge how people chose to be. And I recognized the mirror. So, for instance, my parents moved uh, last August, and I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be a disaster. And then I stopped and I said, well, am I not creating with those thoughts? And so I sent my team ahead of me and asked them to be there. And I asked my angels, my guides, my everybody I could think of on my team, I gave permission to all the Christed beings of light, asked them to assist me in facilitating this with ease and grace. And I, I put myself through the lens of love. I really opened my heart chakra to my parents so that I could love them regardless of where they were. And I found that in doing that, they mirrored it back to me. And it was actually a really easy and loving experience. And I recognize that that takes time because the first thing is you're right. You don't want to put yourself in an environment where you feel accosted every which way you turn. And I'm from New York, and I am a New Yorker, so I understand you, sister. <laughs> um, I'm glad you do. There, no, the, yeah, no, there's a culture to New York, and I can't explain it, but there is a, you know, when when you grow up in a very uh, dense, intense environment, I feel like the families all have a similar dynamic in that way. Um, But I do have to say that when you start to really anchor your heart center and really love and own who you are and you take responsibility for your creations regardless of what everyone else is doing, right? Because it's very hard for people to take responsibility for their creations and what ends up happening is you kind of activate them. Because you are in this spiritual space and you are holding this light, you make them uncomfortable ultimately. You, I know. We it. end up being, yeah, yeah. But I'm getting there so, because, you know, we're, I mean, my sister's 71 years old now, and it, it's it's really time to bury the hatchet, you know. And and I, hearing about these two sisters, I went, oh, man, she better not go before I go to visit her again. But, you know, I know I know about that also. And, it, you know, it's not the end of the world if that were to happen. Sure. Because I, I do understand about, you know, the other side. And um, my mother is the perfect example of... Um, you know, sometimes I wish she would just do, do something else than come visit me all the time. But <laughs> she 
she she's a mother even on the other side. Yes. And my next question is, what is your connection? How, how do you feel about your connection with Mother Mary? Very strongly. Yes. Okay. She is very powerfully in your field. Mm-hmm. And what I can share with you is that when you find yourself in these situations of the heart with family where there's just challenge, when you call on her presence, it's like you'll get a boost in your heart center if you ask for it. And it will allow you to hold that greater level of compassion um, for yourself also because you're worthy of receiving that compassion and holding that space for you. And you'll have it so that you can hold it for your family as well. Yeah, it's funny. I'm wearing a crystal that has her energy, has Mother Mary's energy in it. So uh, is it I'm, an aqua aura? <laughs> huh? Is it an aqua aura? Um, no, it's it's just clear crystal. Oh, okay. But it's sort of like a teardrop um, shape. It's really pretty. Beautiful. Yeah, so I will call on her more. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. She's she's there, so you just have to choose to connect with her because she's, I'd almost say she's walking around with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's very comforting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Eileen. Thank you. Yes, I I think that question, you're... you're Answer for Eileen's question helped others as well with the family issue. It really is important. So thank you for that on many, many levels. Well, Aurora Luna Star, this has been a very heartwarming quantum conversation. So as we close our circle today, I'd love for you to close with a more courageous and confident light language that would help us go forward on this day of love. Shlom Shanaim, Tum Kana'a, Bar Takanim. You are amazing beings of light borrowing this human vessel. And no matter what the wounding, you are love and light. You are love and light. You are love and light. And your only mission while here is to remember that that is who you truly are and return yourself to your true divine nature. You are so loved and you are always watched over. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We feel that love and we own that we are awesome. Aurora, Luna Star, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here on this quantum conversation. 
Thank you, Loren. It's truly been an honor and a gift, and I'm thankful to all of you who have joined and who will join. I'm really, really grateful to share this energy of love on this very special day. Yes, thank you. We receive the energy of love, really the energy of self-love. Thank you and namaste. Namaste. Well, now we invite you to check out Aurora Luna Star's special offer and expand your love and self-love. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We are going to dance our way to the cosmic heart on this very special day and every day of self-love.
listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms.